When we're dealing with pelvic health, we always have to create balance, suppleness, and flexibility because if you don't have those three elements, it's going to be very difficult for you to attain pelvic power. Hello everyone, Dr. Anna here. Today I am with my guest, Isa Herrera, and we are going to be talking about pelvic health. You know, because it is such an important topic, and obviously it's something that both Isa and I are passionate about empowering other women. Because honestly, the rest of our life, the most important stage of our life, where we want that quantity, uh, quality, where we have that freedom, we have, you know, tremendous ability to enjoy and reap what we have sown all these years and decades that we want to, the pelvic health is an essential part of that component. So Isa, it's great to have you here today with my audience. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Dr. Kabeka. I am so excited to be talking about this topic. As you know, this is a topic that's so close to my heart, and I just want to go and dig in and just let it roll. Excellent. Excellent. Perfect. Well, um, share with me a little bit and share with our audience a little bit about your background and what's created your passion in pelvic health. Oh, well, thank you for asking me about that. Um, You know, I went to PT school, and, you know, when I was in PT school, I was pregnant. Now... I learned nothing about pelvic health in PT school. And after I had my baby, it was my pelvic health went to shred, as many women experience in, in, in this country and other places around the world. And I had no idea how to help myself. I actually didn't even know what was going on. And I kept going to my OBGYN and saying, hey, listen, I'm leaking. I have pressure. There's pain. And he would keep telling me everything down there looks good. From the outside, everything looked good. Just the inside was a complete and utter mess. So I went home like a regular person and I did my Kegels like he instructed me to do. And the more Kegels I did, the more pain I had. And the more pain I had, the more leaking I had. And I said, I am not the only woman in this universe who is suffering from this. And then I started doing my research because I'm a big scientists at heart. And then I realized that 30 million women in the U.S. alone suffer from chronic pelvic pain. Over, you know, 49% of older women have either prolapse or incontinence. So once I started doing the research, I'm like, wow, this is it. This is my life's calling. I've always wanted to work with women. I always knew I was going to be a healer from the age of three. I come from a family of healers. But I didn't know my direction. You know, I was doing shoulders and working with the neck and doing sports orthopedics. And then when I had my baby, you know, they say when something bad happens, you have to find the light in the dark. Well, that's what happened. I found this beautiful light. And then it became my life's mission. And I've written four books on the topic. I have all these courses on it and programs. So I am so excited to be here with you today. Well, I am glad to be here because we've talked before and we've discussed, you know, pelvic health and, and just different things that can really tweak and improve, you know, sexual health and sexual function and why that's so important for us. And especially in this day and age and why it's really important that we open the conversation because it's been so closed mouth. So let's talk about Kegels because pelvic floor exercises are so important, but they're not good for everyone and we have to do them correctly. So let's, let's talk about that in the Kegel controversy. Okay. I, I do want to talk about the Kegel controversy because this is something that's really dear to my heart. 
as I said, after I had my baby, I was a good patient. I went home and I did my Kegels as instructed. First of all, not only was I doing the Kegels wrong when I look back at everything that I did, but it wasn't even the right prescription for me, right? Because in the beginning, when we, are, when we are dealing with pelvic health, we always have to create balance, suppleness, and flexibility because if you don't have those three elements, it's going to be very difficult for you to attain pelvic power, right? So you want to contract something, something has to be flexible and have good coordination in order for you to contract it like a Kegel and make that um, give you, you know, to, to help you gain this power so you're not leaking, you know, your symptoms reduce and your sexual function is better. So I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So did my research. And then when, the, when I, in my practice in New York City, what I discovered was that the majority of women were doing Kegels incorrectly. So what I'm going to do, uh, if you want me to discuss what a proper Kegel is, I can, I can do that too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's something that I love. I love to know your rendition of it because for me, it's really important, our breathing tied to our Kegel. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one of the things that I share is a Kegel video and just kind of just talking through how we need to conceptualize the right way to do the Kegel exercises. And, and, and also when we don't need to do them. So yeah, so let, so share with me. Well, I'll bring up my model too. So I'll, I'll thank you. I'm gonna, that's an awesome question. I'm so glad you asked that question. It's um, important and so it really us hear it. And I just like to say pelvic floor, just as a side note, little disclaimer, I prefer to say pelvic floor exercises than call them Kegels. Yeah, because, exactly. You know, Named yeah. after a man too. Um, not that I have any objections with that, but I wish that they were called different thing. So pelvic floor exercises, just like um, when you're training any other muscle in the body, you have to have endurance, coordination, you have to work with the breath, you have to work with positioning, you have to work with gravity. So it's a very complex issue. And in my programs, I teach over 10 different types of Kegels. And in my personal arsenal, I have over 25 different types of Kegels because, and, and pelvic floor exercises, because it's not gonna work for everybody, right? You, you, different, there's nuances to it, but all pelvic floor exercises, when it involves a contraction, have three things in common. And I'm gonna bring out the model so hopefully you can see it. Um, when you do a pelvic floor exercise, I can never get this right because of my dyslexia, there's always a clitoral knot. So the clitoris should not. This area here between the anus and the vagina should go up and in like this. Yes, yeah. The anus, oh, there we go, should wink, right? So those three parts should happen simultaneously in a neutral pelvis with an exhalation breath. And what I'm gonna do for your audience is I'm gonna give you my beautiful um, Kegel Blueprint uh, GIF. So I will have a link up there as soon as possible so you can get this because it explains so many more nuances that, that I go into. But those three parts are really important, which is the clitoris should not, the perineal body should go up and in, and the anus should wink. Uh, and, and most women Not kiss face and wink, gotcha. Yes, keep it simple, you know? And I really believe that in order for women to connect to this pelvic floor exercise, they should be doing it with a mirror. It's the only way, because you know, a picture paints a thousand words. 
And um, I really believe that if you can see it, then you can fix what's not working. It does help too. And just to feel it, like, you know, talk mm -hmm. about putting two fingers inside the vagina, but also just even on the perineal body between the vagina and the rectum. And many women that's reduced. I like your mm -hmm. model, but too, post episiotomy, post yeah. childbirth, sometimes it's a very thin line. And that's where often we see vaginal irritation, vaginal infections, urinary infections, things like that. So really feeling that muscle in between, that is so incredibly important to feel that muscle right in between. Yep, right there. Go in and up, you know, like that. Like, how did you do it? <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've treated over 14,000 women. So I just, you know, and the thing here is like, up. Yeah. if it doesn't go up, if something is not going up, just like you said, if, it's, if something happened during the birth or if this trauma, if this atrophic changes, then sometimes it could even be missing, but sometimes this area has a tremendous amount of scar tissue. Yes. So yes. we have to work on the scar tissue first because that could be impeding this particular action of being of the perfect Kegel. Are you tired of getting up once, twice, or even three times a night to go to the bathroom? Well, it's not uncommon, especially as we get older and it interferes with our sleep and often we wake up not feeling rested. The issue is this bladder urgency or leaky bladder issues that we do not have to suffer with. A client, Cindy, started using my product, Jolfa, which is my all natural feminine cream that we use on our lady bits. And before you knew it, she started sleeping through the night, not having to get up most nights now and has more energy during her days. So I wanna invite you to try Jolva and for a limited time because you're watching the show, go to dranna.com and use the code SHOW10 to get 10% off your first order. Thank you for watching this video. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel here and get those notifications and comment below. Let me know your thoughts, what you loved and what your action step is.